Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Human on Earth podcast, where I talk about everything from history, science, and even the general existence of being human. Today, I will be talking about capitalism's exploitation on the environment, its own workers, and the government. This specifically will be applied to the United States. I know it's pretty heavy stuff right off the bat, but I chose this topic because of the awakening of our current relationship with white supremacy, racism, democracy, and capitalism. I believe it's important to learn and dismantle systems that are not just, and one of them being capitalism in America. I believe, like many people, that capitalism is not the best economic system to have in this day and age because of the exploitive practices within its government, its working class, and the environment. I think it should be reevaluated and changed for a different system like socialism. In this episode, to be specific, I will discuss how lobbyists are used to protect companies' wealth and expansion, how fast production slash resources contributes to the current climate crisis and pollution, And lastly, the mistreatment of working class in capitalist America. And before we begin, here are the articles that will be used in the following episode. Chronic Capitalist, Unhealthy Relations Between Business and Government. What do we mean by exploitation? Why capitalism is toxic to the environment? And finally, pros and cons of capitalism. There are numerous people in the country, specifically capitalist elites, who oppose changing the economic system and hold it up as the golden standard. Referencing an online article called Pros and Cons of Capitalism by Tejvan Perenger, here are some benefits capitalism has claimed to make. Number one, encouraging innovation. Two, having the marketplace set their own price, equaling affordability. Three, having the freedom to choose different products. And four, Everyone has the chance of successful fortune. Many elitists believe that removing capitalism from America would hijack the economy into financial instability and would take away the U.S. freedoms and benefits mentioned before. Capitalists in this country go so far to protect their business from any progressive system in the government that lobbying slash politics is their number one priority to maintaining power. To continue the discussion on capitalism in our government, an article I read called Chronic Capitalism and Healthy Relations Between Business and Government by the Committee of Economic Development wrote, the unhealthy interaction between large government and private interests when coupled with costly election campaigns and the increased influence of lobbying has exerted an important toll on the U.S. economy. This has occurred alongside the following lines. One. It arguably has impeded fundamental economic reforms, which could in principle yield equity and efficiency gains. Two, it has reduced the overall degree of competitiveness of the economy by favoring insiders over outsiders. Three, it has resulted in the costly introduction of subsidized or tax breaks that benefit vested interests at the expense of the general public. Finally, four, it has encouraged rent, seeking rather than economical productive behavior. Put it simply, with all tiers of government, election campaigns have become increasingly difficult to maintain financially. As a result, 
politicians have become less engaged in fixing the state's issues and more reliant on campaign funding and satisfaction. As a result of growing campaign costs, political opponents have been forced to engage in a brutal game of money. Private businesses buy into this loophole and secure their fortune by owning the field they play in. That being said, private businesses would buy control at a federal, state, and local levels of law and regulation to maximize wealth. If unregulated, this form of corrupted capitalism would proceed to be a vicious cycle and deplete the economy's resilience. It would also continue to erode popular support slash integrity of the U.S. capitalist model. This makes the pressure to finding alternatives much more urgent, and some of those are alternatives are having reduced political expenditure and restrictions not just within campaigning but businesses, which would make it more difficult for elected officials and candidates to pay disproportionate attention to lobby interests. As the end of the article states, fundamental reforms of the policy-making process in Washington to ensure transparency in both due diligence and ultimate action on our serious public problems would improve the performance of our economy and renew our people's faith in capitalism. Moving on, the government is not the only crisis under capitalism, but the environmental crisis also holds true in the practice of the system. In this article called Why Capitalism is Toxic to the Environment by Fred Matkoff, he lists examples of global warming, how global warming is affecting the world. One, Increasing temperatures have decreased yields of rice in Asia and corn in Africa. Two, by reducing the available reservoir accumulated during wetter times of the year, melting the mountain glaciers in the Himalayas and Andes has decreased water availability in dry seasons. Three, melting of permafrost and sea level rise forcing Native American communities to move. The melting of permafrost causes a release of methane, a very potent greenhouse gas, into the atmosphere, causing a feedback in which warming produces warming produces effects that induce even more warming. The destructive human influence has spread throughout every environment around the world. As a result of heavy innovations and toxic perpetual economic system that is capitalism, climate change isn't the only thing causing damage to the environment, but the pollution of soil, water, and air. In addition to the environmental damage, there is soil erosion, acidification slash heating of the oceans, and extinction of species, which are all major problems that can be traced to non-sustainable practices in capitalism. Although many advocates slash environmentalists agree that capitalists Capitalism in general's current structure is a substantial contributor to the environmental degradation. They do not believe capitalism's core operating mechanism is the cause of the problem. As a result, a variety of solutions exist, all of which maintain the integrity of the system. Examples of these initiatives include encouraging firms to consider purposes apart from profitability, promoting environmental-friendly production methods, and purchasing of green goods, seeking to factor for environmental impacts and selling prices, setting limits via via carbon taxes, pushing for more sustainable energy consumption, etc. As the article summarizes, however, no growth capitalism is not possible. This is the critical issue. The Achilles heel of capitalism regarding its effect on the environment Individual companies must grow to compete with others or buy them out. 
for increasing market share, new companies must grow to establish themselves, and the economy as a whole has to grow, and the economy must grow to provide jobs for a growing population and for those displacing the introduction of the new technologies. Thus, if there is no growth, growth of the system is in crisis, with many people suffering. In fact, even slowly economic growth causes severe suffering. The exploitation from capitalism does not just pertain to the environment, but also its working class. Gary Lapon's article called, What Do We Mean by Exploitation?, perfectly summarizes the problem with the working class under capitalism. Under capitalism, most needs are met, at least for those who can afford them, by commodities, commodities being goods and services produced for sale on the market. Working class people who don't own the means of, to produce and sell commodities have one commodity they, they can sell, their labor power. Their ability to work in this way, workers are forced to sell themselves to some capitalist piecemeal in order to acquire money to buy the necessities of life. When people bring up exploitation, it brings up thoughts of harsh and merciless labor practices. But in comparison with the American ideal of a reasonable wage for a reasonable amount of work, the ostensibly typical conditions within capitalism people don't associate it with as exploitative. However, Karl Marx offered a more comprehensive and analytical explanation of exploitation. All working class individuals are oppressed within this concept. Employees' free labor, according to Marx, is the primary revenue generator and guiding force underlying capital accumulation. In short, oppression is the bedrock of its capitalist economy. The unpaid labor of blue-collar workers is really the source of most of the hundreds of millions in compensation that are handed to elitists, because, once again, this oppression lies in the heart of capitalism. And the only true way to break from this exploitive system is to adopt and modify a new one. This system creates an illusion. This system creates an illusion of the American dream that anyone can be successful in America. But in reality, it is, it is, is that the everyone in the middle class is naturally at a disadvantage. This, the, these disadvantages worsen and add up if you are are a minority. For example, a person of color, LGBTQ plus A member, or a person or a person who has a disability. But as, as the article wraps up, it says, therefore, Marx concluded that the only way for workers to control the wealth to wealth they create and use is to meet their needs was under a different system altogether. As he wrote in Value, Price and Profit, instead of conservative motto, fair day's wage for a dear, fair day's work, they ought to inscribe on their banner the revolutionary watchword, abolition of the wage system. According to Marx, only when workers control the means of production for their own benefit can exploitation be abolished. Only then will the expropriators be expropriated. I think going through these articles and putting everything together made me realize the severity of this country. I believe that there is a need for reforms and change with capitalism in America. Me as a person, I will try to continue informing myself of these issues and see what I can do to advocate for my voice and others. To be honest, it 
it's upsetting that many people will continue to live normally and have the mentality of, what can I do? I'm just one person. People should be demanding for equity even if it doesn't apply to themselves. I think today we should all pause and reflect on how you as a person can do better in fighting your and others' oppressors. This has been Human on Earth Podcast. Thank you for listening.